Well, the, the first thing, I wouldn't invest in an undiversified portfolio. So to buy a, a mining stock is fine if you've got a diversified portfolio that probably has many mining stocks. So, so you need to be careful there. It's not that you just want gold or, or silver. I think what you want for your portfolio is some exposure to commodities. And, and buying gold is not going to do it. That's, that is one particular commodity. Or buying oil, the same thing. So I think what you want, as I said, is a diversified portfolio of commodities, but you need to be careful, as I said. Um, the GSCI, very popular, but it's not a diversified portfolio. It's a single asset that uh, effectively is driving that portfolio. Um, the Dow Jones UBS has got a more balanced allocation across uh, commodities. But what about the, the retail investor? What should the retail investor do? So um, if the retail investor's got a very large portfolio, then you can actually go invest in many ETFs to get your own exposure and mix and match it. Um, I think more popular will be ETFs that uh, will essentially take um, a long position in commodities. Um, and, and just to be clear here, um, I see four different types of commodity investment for a retail investor. So one is don't mess with the futures, go and buy the stocks, like you said, a mining stock. And that's traditionally what people have done. They got their commodity exposure just within the set of equities that they invested in. Uh, the second is kind of an investment in a diversified commodities futures product like a GSCI. And I'll call that kind of a first generation um, commodities futures style of investment. And as I said, that is not what you want to do because you're just throwing money away because it's not diversified. The way that they roll is not the way that uh, if you're professionally managing a commodities portfolio, you would never roll uh, the way the GSCI does. Okay, so that's kind of first generation. Nevertheless, so people do. Retail investors just invest in that. You know, um, and, uh, and, you know, that's fine. Um, but they could do a lot better. So the second generation of commodity product um, is more like the Dow Jones UBS index. So it's more evenly distributed uh, um, across the complex. And uh, the rules for rolling are such that you could use not just the nearby contract, but maybe go into the next out contract. So the problem is, at the end of the month, everybody's doing their mechanical rolling, and it distorts the prices. So, um, so the roll returns are, are terrible. So if you've got the flexibility to go out the term structure, and for many individual co commodities, um, there is a highly liquid term structure, like oil, for example, that you can use to ignore it. You just throw money away. So second generation uh, commodity products like kind of Dow Jones GPS. So the third gen generation is the most exciting to me because I'm actually working on a product. So uh, 
and, and basically that product, and I, I work with um, manned systematic strategies. Um, this product's not launched yet, but it's, uh, it will be. Um, and, and basically what we do is say, well, we understand that investors want commodity exposure, but um, you've got different ways of getting it. So you can get the kind of the naive GSCI, you can get the Dow Jones UBS, but it's got no active component to it other than being smart on the way you do the role. What about active information? So uh, it turns out that there's a lot of active opportunity in commodities. And my research paper in the Financial Analyst Journal documented very simple rules did really, really well. And potentially that's the reason that there's so many CTAs around, because it's profitable for a large number of people doing it. So, so the only um, sort of option that people had uh, was, well, what about do long short sort of thing, like a hedge fund, CTA-like hedge fund, where you're long some commodities, you're short others. But a lot of investors wanted not hedge fund exposure, but long only exposure. So it's the case that you are guaranteed if the commodity prices go up, that you're gonna make some money. In the hedge fund situation, all the prices could go up and you could lose because the hedge fund could be short, right? So you want a guaranteed situation. If commodities go up, your um, portfolio is gonna go up. And so they want long-only exposure, so they want beta. They want commodities beta, let's put it that way. Um, but how do you do that in a way that um, could beat the benchmarks? So, so basically, um, going from first-generation GSCI to Dow Jones UBS provides a simple way of beating the GSCI. And that is how you do the roll. So forget the actual weights, the difference between the weights and the GSEI and the Dow Jones UBS. If you just implement a different roll rule, you can get some extra return. That's what I consider fairly mechanical. And none of it's, it's active, but it's active mechanical. Then there's active that is active in terms of looking at the individual commodities, figuring out what you like and what you don't like. So the way to do that in um, a long-only product is you introduce additional tracking error. So what you will do is you've got some target weights, which might be your benchmark, let's say Dow Jones UBS. Actually, you prefer to have the GSCI as a benchmark. You always want to be benchmarked to the worst possible index, right? So, but, but let's say it's a, the Dow Jones UBS. Um, so so what we're gonna do is we've got some models running that tell us, that harvest some of the predictability in these commodities. And they tell us, well, you know, oil, for example, um, is, is, looks really good. So then what we do is um, vary the weights. So you're always long, but you could be overweight and you could be under the benchmark weight. So let's say the benchmark weight for oil is, um, is like 40%. Then um, it might be that you could turn it up to 50, but you could also turn it down to 30. 
but you can't turn it down to zero. Does that make sense? So, so you're adding an active component, you're harvesting some of the fundamental predictability in the commodities, and it gives you a shot at, um, at significantly outperforming the standard uh, uh, benchmarks. Now, the one thing that is clear, uh, and that is that when you have a commodity beta, or long-only product, um, if commodity prices go down, then your portfolio is going to lose money, your commodity portfolio. Um, but that's just kind of obvious, and the way that you'd be rewarded if you were the manager would be your performance versus the benchmark that's designated, and hopefully use, lose less than, than the benchmark.